You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Welcome, welcome, come on, come on, welcome to, to the, if you're not watching on YouTube, you don't know where you're listening to, welcome to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast, brought to you by, get in there, yeah, yeah, show some box, get in there, yeah, yeah, show some box, what we brought to you by, what we brought to you by, Drew, what flavor you want, ooh, throw me, uh, throw me a watermelon, I'm feeling, uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling risky today. It, only if we had somebody that had like amazing uh, live editing skills that could have stopped and immediately yep. put that in my mouth. Would have been nobody really got cool. time for that here. Got a double nah, header weekend. We don't, but we're brought to you by Drip Drop. Drip Drop ORS was invented to treat dehydration in the most challenging circumstances. It's used by athletes, firefighters, military members, the garage guys, literally various NASCAR drivers. Uh, in these days, uh, so yeah, drip drop. It's safe to say drip drop has infiltrated the uh, the NASCAR world. So yeah, that's I don't want drip drop getting cocky though. They got to remember where they started. Mm, remember, remember the Titans. We love drip drop though. Shout out to drip drop, and you can get some drip drop right now if you go to www.dripdrop.com. Use promo code Garage Guys twenty at checkout. You'll save twenty percent on your order. Get the drip, drip it, rip it and drip it all year long. Stay hydrated. No more dehydration. That shit's for the birds. Dripdrop.com. Promo code GarageGuys20. Get in there. We have, we have a packed show, Drew. We do. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and talk about what we got going on. So, obviously, NFL football is right around the corner. We are getting back to talking about each division. And if you are a, uh, a listener of ours for over a year now, you remember last football season that Drew and I went into uh, win totals uh, predictions and we did an AFC show and an NFC show. So we're doing a little bit different. We're going to stretch it out a little bit longer. We're going to go by divisions. And uh, on this episode, we are going to be going over the win totals for the NFC South. We got Brady and Brees right before they right, right before they're done. So and don't forget, uh, don't forget uh, Matt Shit's pants, Ryan and Matty Ice, Matty Ice, and then Teddy Bridgewater. I have nothing mean to say about Teddy. I love Teddy. I wish we had him back. So it's going to be very interesting. A lot of big changes in Carolina, and can't wait to get into that. Uh, we've also are going to be attaching the NASCAR DFS preview show presented by Roto Baller that will be on this episode. And then we had an incredible interview with, incredible. Uh, yeah, incredible. The, the, this chick <laughs> is this chick is on the money. Um, yeah, MRN uh, Motorsports reporter Hannah Newhouse, electric personality. So you have all that packed into this episode. Uh, so let's go ahead and get started with section one. And this is the part where some edit comes in. It's like Jeopardy. And it's like, do, 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 Section one. Garage guys. Keep doing that for just a second. Keep doing that. Section one. Do, 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 do. I'm going to sing this. Do, 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 do. Cause Drew forgot to plug something in his computer. Oh, yeah. Now he's got it plugged in his computer. 
All right. That that section was, was brought to you. There. there we go. That section was brought to you by uh, Better Webcam Focus. Uh, we were thankful for webcams and focus because if not, Drew would be have been blurry the rest of this episode. So shout out to webcams. To shout out to focus. All right, NFL. Yeah, hit yeah. the refresh. Yeah, let's do this. Um, we had a lot of fun with this. I think last year you beat me on the win totals and I beat you on the wild takes. So one to one and we're headed into the win totals. Um, it's kind of weird that that happened that way. Let's start there. You put me to I shame. I, would, I put you to shame on the takes, but you have the wild boy energy and I kind of had the background in the sports betting. So it's kind of what I'm saying. On there. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like you took my wild boy energy, but, I, and then it's like, but I took your, uh, I took your, your gambling smarts. You did. So it's kind of like carrying we space sharing. Carrying a sharing. So we we, we monstered. It's like the basketball was there. And then like our, our, our focus is switched, but. And I'm, uh, I'm hope, pumped hope, to talk football. This gets me fired up. Yeah, dude. That NFL season coming up. It's like, it snuck up on us. So it was quick and we've been so balls deep in NASCAR that I feel like I wasn't able to catch a breath to really look into this season. So it's been good to kind of start slowly looking at, you know, where players are being ranked, what's happening around the league. Um, typically it's just been a lot of Saints stuff on my timeline, big, big Saints yeah. follower, but the fantasy football industry, before we get into this, I, I do have to say it's become so saturated now that my, tw- my Twitter timeline, it's like, I don't know what's fantasy football related or not anymore. So it's like I can't get a good read on what's happening, and there's so many people that are experts that like I just I'm at the point now where I'm like I'll just go to NFL.com and make up my own mind, and that's good because that's what we're supposed to do here at Garage Guys Fancy Sports. We are the ones that take in the data, but I don't want to I don't want us to to sound like arrogant and call ourselves experts. Let's find another word that is less less arrogant and and cocky than experts. Authentic. Yeah. Um, very, uh, is that the word? Authentic. Yeah. NFL authentics. I mean, I just, I just mean us as people instead of just spamming Twitter threads with one play, somebody threw the ball in in training camp. And that means that they're going to go up the draft board because they threw the football to somebody like, shut up, dude. You know, like exactly. There's a, there's a point where shit gets overboard and, um, I'm all – if you have, like, an opinion and you want to share it, go for it. But when – it's just – I can't even tell it's what too fantasy much. football is. But yeah, it's it's a lot right now. It's a lot. And, and to your point, what you were about to say, uh, you, you said you can't even tell – were you, were you say you can't even, like, tell, like, what's like what's happening? Like, like, who is actually talking about fantasy football? It's all just blurry right now. So, I right. like that I do my own stuff and – Again, I go back to my point. Half these people that are spreading these these threads and these messages and the experts aren't aren't putting any money in. So, yeah, they want we to have money, money in. I'm, I'm right here. Hello. You know? <laughs> yeah. So that's the beauty of Garage Guys. You can always know when you come here. You're not going to get spam with bullshit. I may have an opinion here and there every now and then, but it's football season. People want to win. We got money on the line. We're here for sports. You're here for sports. So, without further ado, let's get in to the NFC South. Let's start with the Panthers. Yes. Let's start with the Panthers. Panthers. Win total, five and a half. Uh, you got a little bit of juice on either side of it, whether you go over or whether you go under. Who do you like um, and why? I have my case ready. I'm going to let you go first. 
I just want to say this. First off, uh, I think it's a huge slap in the face that it's at five and a half just because of the fact that you've got a national championship uh, caliper uh, OC in town with Joe Brady. You homer. Look, look, man, I'm not like I'm not like an LSU fan, like diehard LSU whatsoever, even though I grew up in the I grew up in that family realm. Line up, shout Southeastern. Line up, Southland Conference. Woo woo. Yeah, you don't like shove it down your people's throat though, that you're like an LSU fan. No, and the and that's the majority of LSU fans. I'm not one of those shit bags. I promise. I love the SEC, and I'm not saying that all LSU fans are shit bags. Um, I will say that Tiger Stadium. I do not think it smells like corn dogs. It could be that I've been there a lot in my life, but I love the SEC. I love uh, everything about the SEC, just the culture and um, just growing up around that my whole life. So obviously, you know, Tigers are right there at home. Wish they'd go back to more of the older logo, but that's what we got. Um, but I will say, dude, Joe Brady coming to the NFL is huge. He's going to be able to do so much with that team. And then Matt Rule as well being, uh, you know, the new head coach coming from Baylor. Like, I don't think that's the worst move you could have made either. I think that this is going to be a very young offense. And I get that, you know, why it's set where it's at because there's just a lot of unknowns. But, dude, you got Teddy B coming in there. You got the who I feel is the number one ranked running back in the NFL, Christian McCaffrey, and I'm pretty sure he is. Um, especially in fantasy. You've got, uh, you know, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuels. Um, did it, I mean, it's, it's – I think that there's so much potential. And if they run that offense the way that the Tigers ran it last season with Christian McCaffrey and then, you know, just have uh, Teddy having all those options, as long as Teddy can, can be where he needs to be. If we can see a little bit more confidence in his game than we did in the handful of games that he had for the Saints, um, and he doesn't have to let the team carry him so much, dude, I think that we could be in for a very, uh, very rough ride as a Saints fan. But I will say wow. this. That's pretty the, bold. I'll say this much. Where it all goes to shit and where it all lies right now, I feel like, is with the defense. Because that defense, especially with Luke Keeley retiring, yeah. It ain't looking too good. So that probably could be why that win total set where it's at. And I could completely understand it just from the defensive side because it's pretty rough defense. So, hope you know, maybe we'll see something different. I don't know. That's all I have. Sorry for, for talking your ear off about a team that I'm supposed to hate. <laughs> no, that's, that's a lot more than I expected. But I'll start with the corn dog comment. Maybe you don't smell the corn dogs because you've just had it in your nostrils your whole life. Maybe you grew up with it in your nostrils. Yeah. So when you go to the <laughs> – You're thing probably right. From your uh, from your statement there, or from your uh, mouthful there about the about the Panthers, but um, not, I'm actually on the opposite. I think they're going to win five games, so it's not like I'm saying they're going to come out there and win two. But I'm going under. They have the most turnover in terms of personnel, like players and coaches, and I think that's probably a bad combo. Um, I just don't like that. I think Joe Brady could be a home run hire, but I would have liked to have seen them go with a NFL experience guy as a head coach if they're going to they're going to pair uh, Brady. I don't think that – I don't know how that's going to work out with with Rule from, from Baylor and him LSU and just to assume that they're going to have that same offense as a lot. Um, I'm not a huge truther for Bridgewater. I love him as a person, but I think he's pretty average. Um, I do think the weapons are enticing, like he said. I think Robbie – I think a lot rides on Robbie Anderson because at this point, me and you are – we know what DJ Moore is, right? I mean, we he's a producer. He's yeah. big time. We know he's, is, so. Um, and that's going to be under. your two guys. 
You're going under. That Our first disagreement, the first team, first disagreement. I love it. Um, you were I'm talking about CMC, though. CMC number one over Saquon for just fantasy implications. I know people, a lot of people listen to us for fantasy uh, drafts. I think we agree on CMC over Saquon, right? Absolutely, yeah. I'm uh, Dude, I was so thrown. I got uh, Christian McCaffrey third in a family draft, but I should have known. Yeah, I got That's him. That Who went to? Ex- um, Tom Brady, my little, my little eight-year-old cousin. So yeah, there we go. Welcome to the family. Two, no, no, three years, three years now that I've had, that I've told him draft a wide receiver or a running back. He doesn't care. Tom Brady every year. First round. Doesn't even care. But come on, man. He loses and he just doesn't care. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I was going to say with Robbie, dude, his ADP has been a lot lower than I expected. So, um, Hopefully, all those people that are passing on him bring me the shares. I want all the Robbie Anderson shares. Yeah, the defense is rough. I don't. I mean, dude, it's a, it's going to be a really. T- I mean, look at this division. It's going to be tough for them. They're not going to have any easy win. I mean, I got them at four or five wins. I'm going under. Let's move to the Falcons. Or excuse me, wait. Yeah, Falcons next. We have Jerry Birds. What'd you say? Dirty birds. Uh, I can't wait to hear. I know exactly what you're going to say. I already know how this segment's going to go, so I'm let you go first. Over under seven and a half. The uh, Falcons, who are probably, if there's anything you're biased about, it's not the Saints. It's your hatred towards Atlanta. So go for it. You're going under. Just go ahead and say it. Seven and a half. Do you believe in the girly? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm looking. I'm looking at this schedule right now. I, I just had to go double look at this schedule, and I'm going to go ahead and um, and just come out and say it. We're going under. We never go over on the Falcons, and you know this by now. This is my second year. I think that I went under on them last season, and you went over, and I and I and I won that. And you were actually the one who told me that I should be because I think I went over at first, and then Not really. And then you were like, you know, you want to go under it. I'm like, you know what? You're right. And I did. So that was kind of a gimme from you. But no, I'm going under on them again. It's not that I'm totally against Todd Gurley, but this is not Todd Gurley in his first season at the Rams that is coming here. It's cool. Todd gets his homecoming. That's fine. Other than that, it's the same old song and dance. Julio Jones, another year older. Calvin Ridley, kind of low-key like him. Not going to lie. I may be looking at him in some leagues. Um, but you know, Matt Ryan, I, I could see Matt Ryan being decent. And then you've got, um, you've got the, uh, Hayden Hurst as tight end. Now they got rid of Hooper. Hooper's going to Cleveland. So with Hayden Hurst in town, there are, there's a lot of mixed stuff with Hayden Hurst. I think that we need to see a little bit more out of him before I'm ready to Man, say I don't it's, think he, it's, it's tough to say that he's going to be better than what Hooper did last year. He was, Hooper he's, was amazing. He was. So that says a lot about the position. It also says a lot about Austin Hooper, though, too. So if, if we have Hayden Hurst come into this situation, a lot of people are high on him. And if he gets in there in that first week, I think that he's like a bargain on DraftKings the first week. So I was looking at some of that pricing. So I'll probably play him in some lineups in the NFL for, for week one, um, especially with them going in. Uh, I think they're starting the week out against Seattle. Yeah, week one on the Sunday the 13th, they'll be playing Seattle. Um, and I want to say that's going to be in Atlanta, so at home. Um, 
that's really the only two new things that I, that I see here. That I'm sure I'm missing some people, but Gurley and uh, Gurley and Hayden Hurst and everything else kind of the same. I don't know. I'm just uh, I'm I'm very comfortable taking the under on this one. So yeah, I made a big stand for the over last year. I thought they were going to have a, a pretty strong year um, this year. I really do think they could win eight or nine. But the more I think about it, with with Brady now at the Bucks and playing them twice and having to face the Saints twice. And even if the Panthers can just beat them once, you know, I, that could easily be one of the Panthers wins. Um, Drain them. I'm going to go under with you, man. I, I was planning on going over, but I think my gut's telling me to, to go under. I think there's a lot of, I, I will say this, I'm buying Matt Ryan from a fantasy aspect. I think they're going to be trailing in a lot of games and they're going to be throwing mm-hmm. a lot. So I think that's your takeaway if you're listening is, don't be afraid to take him in fantasy as your QB. It's, I just don't see the, the the Falcons having a lot of games where they're getting shut out or anything like that. Or I think they're going to score. Absolutely, points. absolutely. Yeah. And and to my point with the Hayden Hurst thing, this tight end situation in Atlanta could be trending towards something that has to do like with uh, Casey and running backs. So we don't know. Maybe Matt Ryan just likes tight ends and maybe with more work, we can see more out of Hayden Hurst and, and he could basically take over what Austin Hooper was doing. So sure. that might be another good value play. I know, especially for week one against Seattle at home, I'll definitely have Hayden in some lineups. I think he's going to be heavily targeted, but, um, I but yeah, man, they, I hate that pricing comes out. Like why doesn't pricing come out a week before? Like, what's the point? Great I mean, dude, they, I, I, I guess so. Like it's uh it's strange, Daniel's but I think I think was it's released like a year ago, literally for week one. Yeah. Last year. <laughs> we gotta give some we gotta give these people something to get excited about. Let's go ahead and start taking your money, get these Millie makers on point. That's exactly what that is. I've been bashing FanDuel so much. Oh yeah, dude, we'll keep it up too. Screw them. I don't care about FanDuel. I play DraftKings. <laughs> it didn't yeah. my score. Yeah. Everybody that's a garage fan member, you better go on FanDuel strike. And I'm serious. If you're a garage fan, if you just listen to this passively every now and then, whatever. I can't make them do that because I still play on there. NASCAR, okay, just because of the people that play. Because we have some more people been hitting tourneys with NASCAR. So, that's okay. That must week in, week out lately. Yeah, NFL, DraftKings only. Don't don't do it. Drew, that goes for you too. I'm watching you. Keep an eye on you. All right, next team. Um Let's go ahead and just talk about the Bucks. We'll talk about the Saints last. Uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks. This is where I'm at with them. Okay, and this is uh, the overs nine and a half. I mean the uh, the win total is nine and a half. By the way, I'm gonna go under. <laughs> you think Brady's washed? I don't think Brady's washed. I just i I don't know, man. Like this, just. Anytime you see these super teams, it sketches me out, man. And I think that after the Eagles, after the Browns, I'm just – I don't know how I feel about this. And especially because they're in the NFC South. This is not me as a Saints fan talking. This is me as an NFL uh, authentic, as as, as we said earlier. This is me coming to you as an NFL NFL fantasy football authentic. I'm looking at this schedule, and, and look, it could start off very well. They got the Panthers in week two. You know, they got the Broncos in week three with a lot of rookies. Week four, Los Angeles Chargers, the Bears. You know, now that I'm looking at the schedule, man, I don't know. They might actually go, yeah, 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 dude. Easy. Oh, my God. 
I, I, I just instantly changed my mind. Yes. Uh, over nine and a half. <laughs> I just instantly changed my mind like that. That's what, that's how powerful a schedule is to me. I don't instantly. blame you. I'll make the case for the over just from a year. Since you kind of had the schedule there, I'll make it from, you know, just what I've seen. And we got what I consider to be a defense that made a lot of improvements last year under coach Todd Bowles. I know Bowles was not the greatest head coach, but he's always been a good defensive minded coach. And I think yeah. that is going to, is going to continue. The, the defense will be better than, than what you imagine the Bucks. Um, See, I wasn't even factoring that in. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, they got Maybe. better in the second half of the year. And I think they were um, they were already stronger than the pre like two years ago they were atrocious. Um, so I think Bowles there is big. Um, and the offense, dude, I just we have not seen Brady with these type of weapons, and I'm just falling in love with it, man. Godwin, um, Evans. We got Gronk. I don't even know if Gronk's going to be the tight end one. I don't even know. I mean, does it matter if you have two? T- like I would love to see like OJ Howard get his, and like everybody think that it's going to be Gronk, and Gronk is just kind of like a gimmicky specialty guy. Like I would dude, love to see something like that. Dude, his entire last year when the when the Patriots won the Super Bowl, that entire season, if you remember, he was a blocking tight end. He was literally a top five blocking tight end that had his worst receiving gear his final season. So not saying that he can't go out there and have a great productive year. Um, but you, I mean, I guarantee you, we see some nice uh, double tight end packages with both of them out there. I just want to know how this team got this easy of a schedule. It always seems like every year they, they made the case that the Patriots, their schedule is just too easy. And it's like they come to the NFC South. I'm like, all right, we're going to have a little bit of challenges now. And I'm looking at this and I'm just like, this is hot garbage. Like they should be able to, to, to just piss stump all over. Well, they still um, got to play the Falcons twice and the Saints twice. I'm not worried about the Falcons. Saints, yeah, that's where you're going to run into some issues. I could even – dude, I could even see, like – I just think the Saints are ready. I think the Saints, they know what they, – they, they have their, this expectation of, of, like, okay, this is Tom Brady and the boys. We're going to be on our best regardless. And I feel like it could be – that's going to be a tough challenge for them. But all these other teams, dude, I think that they could find a way to walk through it. But then there is that part of me that's just, like, these teams. But the more I think about it, like I said, I literally just changed my mind – live on this show. And I think it's because I really had to sit there and think about, it. I went into it initially, just not really thinking about the players, just thinking more about the super team aspect. But when I really think about it, we haven't really seen much of like personality and ego out of like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And so I think that you see a lot of that with these, these super teams, you know, you look back at the Eagles, what was it? DeMarco Murray. Um, I can't even remember who else they had on there, but most recently with, you know, with the Browns, OBJ, Tons of ego, personality. Him being with Jarvis brought that even more. Baker Mayfield, like, you know, may, maybe that's the difference is that with Brady and these guys not having much of an ego, they're just going to be humble about it and they're going to get out there and grind. So, and I love Bruce Brady's going to have him ready. We know that. We know Brady and Bruce Arians are not going to let it. Like, everyone knows who's in charge of the team. Like, yeah. that's that just doesn't happen with a Brady team. I will say a fancy. Let's talk fancy a little bit. Um, I'm buying into the the Scotty Miller hype as my last round draft pick in the GGFS GGFS Pro League. I took Scotty yeah. Miller. I didn't even um, realize you took him, but I know exactly who you're talking about, and I know that who yeah. was it that went down uh, last season where he had stepped in one game because they had 
I can't remember who he used it was. To do it with the guy from the top. Who's the guy that went to the Titans? The the white receiver, slight receiver. Who is it? Adam Humphreys. Humphreys used to be that role for the Bucks. He moved on, and Scotty Miller moved in. So that role. basically, he became the white boy wide receiver there. He was their Julian yes. Edelman. Uh, yep. I don't even know if he was in the slot or not. But <laughs> I have no clue how good Scotty Miller actually is. But if they decide to go with the one tri- the one tight end package three wide receiver set you know you know Evans and Godwin are going to be on the field at all times right this depends on the other the other weapons they throw out there um are you more of an Evans or Godwin this year let's get that conversation out of the way I'm more of an Evans this year um I I think that you know we saw Chris Godwin really do some work and everything but like these defenses are aware like like at face value defenses are going to have to come heavy like week one like because they don't really know what they're going to expect because there's weapons all over the field so it's gonna defense is gonna give them hell regardless. But I think that Brady Brady likes to kind of have that go to guy. He likes to have uh, that one pick play. And I mean, like I know that at the end of the day, Brady's just like I'm gonna get the ball where I need to get it to get down the field and get a touchdown. But you know, you when you look back to like when he had like Randy Moss, and then you know Brady having Edelman. Um, I feel like he's going to kind of like glue to one of those guys. And, and I really think that – I think that he'll put Mike Evans on because it's it's kind of assumed that he's the guy. So, I think that maybe we shouldn't try to stretch outside the lines too much. And I think that, that we should easily be able to say that Evans is the wide receiver one on this team. And, and if we didn't see much of that last season, we're definitely going to see it this season. And that's how I feel about it. I think it's – Equal distribution, whoever's open. I think that's what makes him the GOAT. Um, I don't really think he he pre-predicts who the star is or anything like that. Um, if I had to lean one or the other, I'm going uh, – I'm actually going Goblin. I think it profiles more for what Brady is with the receiver. I mean, Brady traditionally, except for Moss, has targeted shorter routes, medium routes. The the pro that I like for your argument, Chase, is Bruce Arian's system is, run, is a throw-it-deep system. So, if you're taking Chase's argument, you're thinking Brady's had the capability the whole time. He's just been playing the Patriots system, and now this is going to unleash something different in him. And I, I don't doubt his arm strength. I know some people think that he's just a noodle arm at this point, but I think he's fine. I think he's going to be able to throw the ball to Mac- downfield to Evans. So, my answer is equal distribution, but uh, I'm going back to, to guy when I did that last year. I told a lot of people – Whenever you think you're reaching for him, reach for like reach further and take him in your draft, and it, it paid off for a lot of people. So. Right, and and hell, we don't even know, dude. Scotty Miller may be the number one wide receiver before the end of the season. <laughs> you don't know. I'm comfortable saying no. I'm comfortable saying no. Yeah, yeah, and then unless I don't even want to get into the running back situation. Yeah, unless there's an injury for sure. Um, I don't yeah. even want to get into the running back situation. No, I don't even want to talk about it. it. That's yep. a hard pass for me. Okay, so you're going over on this. Yeah, I think I'm actually going to go bold and say they win 11 or 12 games. All right. You're, you're doing what I did with the Patriots last season. I like it. I like it. You're, you're, you're getting behind your man finally. Good job, Drew. Got behind your man. All right. So, we're both going over. Now, Dude, I would I love just, to – go ahead. Let me say this, though. Like, last thing about Brady and the Bucks. I just I had a moment where I was like, this – the weapons he has on this team are so much better than what he's had on, on the Patriots. It's all about the O-line play. To me, if they can protect him, if they can't, then probably a bad season. But I I don't know. I think the O-line is going to be average. That's my assessment. It's going to be an average O-line. All right. Well, I can't can't disagree with you on that. We'll we'll see. 
Yeah, I can't disagree with you on the weapons at all. So, I mean, we'll see. Like I said, it's just the the, the thought of the super team ideal, like the, the idea of that just kind of spooked me a little bit. But but they don't um, have – like the teams you reference, like the, they don't have that leadership that – I mean, it's Baker Mayfield, you know, like of course yeah. you don't have that guy. You know? So, it's different. It is Bruce. I don't know where my head was at. It was, like I said, it's been – my head's been in NASCAR. We're getting back to this, and, and I just had to go ahead and, and say – and I'm not afraid to say that. Like if I'm looking at something on here in the middle of the show, I'm going to tell you. There's a lot of people that think they're gonna that they're gonna have a bad season. It's not a hot. I mean, that just lets you know how like out of the the loop I am. But you know what? It's all good because we're getting back in the loop, and that's that's the beauty of the internet and the beauty of having stuff pulled up while you are doing a podcast. So, <laughs> rock and roll. Um, and the beauty right. of having a a co-host. Yes, a co-host that has all this stuff pulled up. By the way, shout out to to Chef Boyardine. <laughs> we love you. Um, all right, last team. Saints have the highest win total out of all of the NFC South at ten and a half. And that I don't like that. It's it's, it's to be expected after the past two seasons. Yeah. I'm looking at the schedule now and, the, and dude, it's maybe they're doing this for COVID. I don't know, but a lot of these guys are playing kind of the same teams. You know, I'm seeing a lot of Bears seeing chargers i'm seeing lions and i'm seeing this kind of the, you know the raiders i'm seeing all this around the nfc south so maybe they have it set up this way for a reason big differences are we've got san francisco and philadelphia um and so honestly with this yes i will go too, over bro. yeah and we got the chiefs but i mean other I- nfc i know that the bucks have the chiefs too I think the so, Saints have the, um, if I remember correctly, unless they've changed the schedule, which I don't think happened, the Saints have one of the toughest schedules in the league. I mean, I'm looking at it now, and I mean, just from what I'm seeing, unless some of these teams have changed drastically, it's really not that tough. I mean, they have some tough games. I mean, they have the 49ers uh, week 10. They have um, they have the Chiefs week 15, and the, the Vikings doesn't matter how good or bad they are. Obviously, they've become kryptonite to the Saints. So, actually, you know what? It's not in the playoffs. We should win it. Uh, Week 16, (laughs) (laughs) we got the Vikings. So, uh, just because I'm a – dude, I I will lose – I don't believe in the Packers this season. I'm sorry. I have no belief. Like, I've seen the A.J. Dillon stuff. I don't necessarily believe in them. Is it in Lambeau, though? Is it in Lambeau? That's the question. No, it's at home. I mean (laughs) – yeah. Does it even matter though, him in a way? Mm, dude, there's going to be so much. I feel like there's going to be so much negativity on that team from Aaron Rodgers. I wouldn't be surprised to see him just like quit midseason. Yeah, so I demand a trade. Been. Yeah. Like, dude, I think that we love yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, my knee. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want any. I don't want any more Vicodin. Guys, I'm just going to tough this one out. Can't play. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I got the Rona. Give me some of that Vicodin. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Call I mean, up. Maybe your uh, maybe your new um, Rona predictor this season uh, will be able to predict that, though, so we won't make bad choices in promo DFS. Promo code garage, right? Promo code garage, Roto Baller. Uh, hadn't really talked to them about using that algorithm yet, but we'll see. What happens? They don't have to know that. They don't have to know the end product. It's just going to be rankings. But what went into the rankings has the predictor in there. Yeah, they don't get absolutely. Mm-mm. So there we go. On what this is coming from? I, I put a tweet out that <laughs> that Will Fuller is going to be the person that gets announced scratch like two minutes before your lineup locks, eleven fifty eight Central Time. 
Will Fuller, <laughs> scratch Verona. All right, I'm just kidding. I know it's a very serious thing, but Will Fuller has screwed us how many times? That's the, that's the part of the funny. That's the point. Yeah. It's like, there's going to be something. Everybody's like, like, what was it? Just Deshaun. I know we're getting off the NFC South subject, but he, he's saying he's going to ball out. And I was like, you mean bail out? Like I put like a, I put a little address, like bail. Um, you remember that, yeah. um, the playoffs when you were in Nashville or maybe it was right before the playoffs started, it was fantasy football playoffs. Yeah. It was fantasy. It was the DFS fantasy football lineup, championship. Right? And we played Will Fuller in that lineup and like all of our lineups, he was a lock and he sent us to shit town. Yeah. Yeah, we had like, Jameis, didn't we? <laughs> uh, he, yes, he ended up sitting. Remember, didn't he like sit out because he had like a he pulled his hamstring or something? Yeah, and that was gonna be the game where just Deshaun and Jameis went off, and they did, but not Will Fuller. Shout out to Will Fuller for fucking this. And what? Who? Who is the? Uh, who is? Dude, it was like the old guy wide receiver for the Bucks that was filling in for Evans after Godwin uh, went down. Rashad Perriman. There we go, Perriman. Yeah, and he and he did the damn thing too. What a game. That was a fun game. Yeah, I, like, stacked my lineup perfectly, and then I had that zero or, like, one point from Will Fuller, and it killed it. So It was rough. Sometimes. I cannot wait to get back into to DFS football, man. It's going to be fun. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to take the over here at 10.5 for the Saints, getting back to that. Where are you at? I mean, it's the Saints. I love them. I, I could talk about them all night long, so I'm not going to yeah. go deep, deep on them. Yeah, uh, I'm over. The, the roster's great. The depth chart's great. Um, I, I text my two of my best friends that I talk football with all the time, and I said that I thought the Bucks and the Saints are going to have a, a similar record um, in the regular season, and that the Saints probably will edge out the Bucks for the division winner, but the Bucks would be the the wild card, and that's my prediction. But I could easily I could easily see it flip flopped, right? Like I, I think both of those teams will be in the ten to twelve win range. Um, and you yeah. got to lean the Saints just because it's they've been together now. What this core of, of Kamara, Breeze, and Mike Thomas is on year three now or four? Yeah, like and dude, they're, I feel like they're coming in hungrier than ever. Yeah, and year four, dude. Like it's just, I don't know. Fourth time's the charm. I'll just rewrite rewrite yeah. all the, the the rule books. Fourth time's the charm. Um, Breeze's last season, the man shaved his head bald. Okay, when you see Drew Brees bald, dude, you know, like, oh, shit, he's not fucking around anymore. Cam Jordan went in, and he didn't do the, the goofy mustache. The dude is just shaved, looks like Kirk Hammett from, from Metallica. Like, he's just ready to, like, melt faces off this season. Uh, tweeting out stuff every week about, you know, uh, every day we get 1% better. That's the plan to get where we need to go this season. Like, stuff like that, man. Like, you can't make that shit up. I love the Saints. Who that for life. Cannot wait to get back in that dome. I hate that they're they pretty much canceled fans coming to the Bucks Saints game. Broke my heart. Um, that, that killed me. I was going to be there for sure. There was no way I was, I was too. Unless I was in the hospital. Was never happening. And I know that like um, we would have had a huge meetup. I mean, like yeah. ma- mask on, going against future. On that, oh, I would have taken the mask off. Would have meant if it would have meant getting to see Brady and Breeze, I would have risked my life. Turn them around, yeah. That's why I said, let us sign a waiver, bro. Like, let me yeah. sign a waiver. I will go. I, I will be there sure and go in that game, and I will. And that's that still stands right now. Still stands. I don't know. I I gotta I gotta reach out to the PR people and be like, look, I'm literally gonna sneak in a bag. I will go to jail just to get in there. Can we use our Rotoball for media credentials to get into the game? I haven't tried. We should though. We should try this. Hello, we are fantasy football. Um, fantasy football authentic and 
fantasy football and news affiliates. Yes, we are here to report the news. News, we not like Bleacher Report, by the way. We're official. Exactly. We are official. We, we're on Bleacher Report. Yeah. This is incredible. What a time to be alive. Has our NASCAR stuff landed on Bleacher Report? I mean, I don't think, I don't think Bleacher Report carries NASCAR stuff. I don't know. Maybe they well, do. Shame on Bleacher Report. We're going to have to talk to them. I don't know. We're too buried in our own stuff, man. We don't know what's on other. Albums. I know. I didn't even know this news. You just made you just broke news to me. It's, I think it's certain people own a roto baller now funneled to Bleacher Report. I don't think it would be our stuff. We don't do news and we don't do um, season long write ups. Oh, so, you're talking about like like people that do updates, like player updates yeah, and things yeah, like that. that. But still, like yeah. But now we can say that we are here with a company that's fantasy sports and news. If you don't let us in these doors, Bleacher Report cannot tell this stuff to the world. Like, you are going to fuck a lot of people out of information, guys. They don't have to know that me and you specifically are not on. Like, exactly. We're not on they don't have to know and, that. And we're, and we're closest. We're closest. So, yeah. you're, you're just covering any time the Bucks, the Bucks play in the Titans any time this, this year? I don't think so, but I need to check the schedule. Bucks. Doesn't matter. We'll be there when the, when the Jags are playing the Titans, O'Shaughnessy. Ricky Bobby, I don't know what to do with my hands. Get a good O'Shaughnessy in. Get one in. O'Shaughnessy. Did it feel? Did it feel nice? Did it feel Man, natural? Dude, it made me feel so great. It made me feel so great um, that that we're done with our totals as well. We have to move on. This has been great talks. Um, so now, down? I did actually. So before before we end this segment and then go into the NASCAR DFS preview show and our interview with Hannah Newhouse. Let's go ahead and recap this one last time. There's only one uh, win total that we are indifferent on, and that's the Panthers. I went over. You went under. The Falcons, we are both joint under. Bucks together as one after more research on my part, over. And the Saints, we are over as well. So uh, Something tells me every division will not be this way. I feel like we disagreed a ton last year. Oh, yeah. Disagreements are coming. Probably heated arguments between me and you. And now that we can look at each other and that people can see us together, they're really going to be wanting to watch these. You're going to be thinking, Chase, Drew really did. When you see some of my facial expressions, you're like, man, that guy probably hated me during the um, AFC and NFC Championship weekend. Yeah, they never got to see that. I know. That was the most heated. That was one. That was incredible. That was some fun stuff. This is going to be a fun year, especially for for you, the, the listeners that that listen and can go watch on YouTube now, because you really get to see how this looks. So I get it's going to be fun. About my football. Uh, it's been fun. Enter NFL's NASCAR back. Enter, Enter NASCAR. to NASCAR mode. Here we go. If you're here for NASCAR, it's your time. Here we go. Sports party repeat. NASCAR. <laughs> All right, we now welcome on to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast, MRN Motorsports Reporter, Miss Hannah Newhouse. Thank you so much for joining the show, Hannah. I like I like the setup back here. Well, we I would make you just carry the camera with you and show us all of the family photos in the back, but I don't I don't know if that's possible. Yeah, it's it's my laptop right now, and it's uh basically on life support with my my charger. So otherwise, I would show you. But yeah, we got we got all the uh, memorabilia back here. Uh, I apparently lost a vote on decorating here. I did the decorating, but I lost a vote on kind of what got to go up because it's all open wheel, it's all Indy car, and then of course my boyfriend races a a midget. So we've got the midget. So uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. We lost. The, yeah. I lost a vote on apparently stock car stuff. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's uh, and that's Dylan Welch, by the way. He's uh, the racers, he races midgets, and he's also does some work with uh, with MRN and recently with uh, NBC Sports, correct? Yeah, yep. He uh, he works with them on pretty much everything. He does IMSA, IndyCar, and NASCAR for NBC. And then, you know, on the weekends, he's not with them. He's hanging out with us at MRN uh, on the radio side of things. So works out good. We see each other just enough with work and live together. And then prime example, he left today for Dover. And I'm like, all right, get the house to myself <laughs> for a day or two. Janet and I get to like sleep on our bed by ourselves. And then, you know, come Sunday. So who's Janet? Who's Janet? Janet yeah, is my Janet? dog. Okay. She's a one-year-old Australian Shepherd, and she is an absolute nutcase, like pure nutcase, but is the cutest, sweetest, most personality-driven thing I've ever seen in my entire life. She's outside right now, but I guess she'll make appearance later. Oh yes, yeah. absolutely. Janet right. has her own little following, Super Planet <laughs> Janet. I'm not even kidding you. We take Super Planet dinner. Janet. Super Planet <laughs> Janet. Yeah. We, okay, got I gotta look following. this up. Yep. I've got to look this up for sure. So we're going to get that. Everybody that's listening to this right now or watching this, go look up Super Planet Janet. That's a must. So um, so we had I you on recently. Yes. yes. I want to hear more about this dynamic with a uh, husband in the same industry. Like, does okay. that ever create some conflict? I mean, I'm getting to the, the tough questions right now because, I mean, I feel like if you're with each other so much, that's that's interesting. Do you love it or is it does it ever get kind of old? So Dylan loves when I tell this story. Um <laughs> So he worked at MRN before I worked at MRN and I got hired and then I, we like dated and I was so scared that I was going to lose my job. I was like, great. I just got hired. They're going to be like this new girl coming in, trying to date her coworkers. So I completely (laughs) ghosted him and I like, didn't, we didn't date for probably a year or so. And then we like started dating off the off season again and I was like, well, I guess we probably should go to HR with this about it. And HR was like, we don't have an HR department. So just don't do anything dumb. And I was like, okay. But it's worked out perfect in the sense that this is all we talk about. Not only are we like motorsports reporters, we're both right, like racers. We both were drivers. We both eat, sleep, and breathe motorsports. So for both of us to try and date someone outside of the industry is really hard. And then to try and date someone that understands the broadcasting side of things is another challenge in itself. So it's actually a really good dynamic because I feel like he's a step or two ahead of me. So he's been able to kind of help me and coach me in the direction that I want to go and give me advice and then vice versa, because we're very two different personalities when it comes to broadcasting. He's very calm, cool, collected, fact driven. And I think I'm a lot more like personality driven. Um, So yes, it is fun. We do, we do get on each other every once in a while about, you know, He'll tell me how to do something. And I'm like, don't tell me how to do that. Like, no, excuse me. Yeah, I've got it figured out. <laughs> yeah, hello. Um, but it is, it is a fun work dynamic too, because we often forget. Well, you, you forget who it is on the other side of it. Like he'll toss down to me or we'll throw to each other back and forth during reports. And you just don't even think about it. I'm like, oh, I guess that is kind of weird. Like, I guess my boyfriend's the other voice on this radio. That's kind of yeah. weird. Or when we're sitting at home, like, you know, he worked uh, IndyCar practice for the 500 last week. And I was sitting here watching it. I'm like, oh, I live with him. That's my <laughs> boyfriend. Like, it's just weird. Like, it's still, it's just still weird. But it, it is fun. 
Yeah, it's definitely, I, I, I knew like, I was kind of in the back of my mind. I was like, I was like, man, I was like, cause not many people can do what their, what their significant others do. So that's a, that's a pretty interesting deal. And it's not only the reporting too. So as Dylan being a driver, you've also done driving uh, in your life. And if I'm not mistaken, you have uh, some races coming up next month for Hickory Speedway. So how's everything playing out with that right now? And yeah, what kind of so, got you wanting to get back? Um, I, well, for starters, I always will try and get back behind the wheel anytime I can. But as you guys know, our, our schedule is insane to try right. and find an off weekend or two in a 36 race schedule is just, is just nearly impossible. So when we went back racing with COVID, um, they had that insane schedule of like 15 races in 20 days or whatever it was. And being yeah. Charlotte based, I was on that crew. So I worked a ton then really worked the reintroduction until they opened up commercial flights for NASCAR and so they were like, well, we'll probably just front load you on the schedule and then we'll give you some time off at the tail end of the schedule when things calm down when we can use some of our West Coast, our middle, like, you know, our Midwest based people. So now I'm in that, that little lull of work and I don't work the entire month of September. And I was talking to a buddy and he's like, well, I own a super truck. If you want to maybe put something together. And I was like, oh yeah, Okay you know, that would require me to go find sponsorship. And so I like kind of put it out there like, Hey, I have an opportunity. Wasn't really expecting anything to come from it. And then he's like, if we can do three races, I'll cut you a good deal. And I was like, okay, well, I'll, you know, figure it out. I don't think sponsorships really going to be easy to come by in today's day and age. And little did I know that that was going to take off. It became a whole crowdfunding deal of not my own doing. Everyone else launched this crowdfunding for me. I think I have like 50 or 60 names of people that have all donated $150 or more nice. towards my racing. <laughs> Bubba Wallace got involved. He pitched in for my tire bill. Uh, Brett Griffin and Freddie Kraft, TJ Majors and Chris Rice all have pitched in as well for me to go that's racing. I'm putting, my, I'm putting their faces on my truck. So oh, Lord, that's, that's how that's going to end up. <laughs> like but a pet boys like style type totally. deal. <laughs> it's literally like that's how I kind of have it framed out in my mind when we were doing graphics i wanted to do their faces and then like you know have door bumper clear on the bottom of it um like pet boys because they all got to pick the other person's photos so you know that it's oh that's absolutely ridiculous looking <laughs> i can't wait to see that thing you yeah, all it's gonna be a lot of fun it's gonna be epic for sure so that's gonna be something to be watching out for for sure um i, I noticed that i want to say it was a i was kind of reading some stuff on your about me on your site and i noticed you're from idaho so until now, I thought that like everybody that ever lived in Idaho, like all they did was become potato farmers in life because I don't know anybody from Idaho. So I just had that in my image in my head, but I guess that you can become a, a driver and a motorsports enthusiast. So you being a kid, I know that you were into karting um, at a young age and things like that. Like what, I mean, how big is racing in Idaho? Is that something just in your family or is that something statewide? So it's definitely more, you know, predominant in just my family. Um, there's not a lot of it. And when I tell people I raced and I was from Idaho, I, I got that reaction very yeah, frequently. Like, what? Like, what, do you, what do you race in Idaho? Like you race horse drawn carriages? Like, come on. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah it, seriously. And it, and you know, I'm from Southern Idaho. So how I explain it to people is like, I'm basically the mountain version of Nevada. So we are very deserty, very like high temperatures in the summer, low, low, cold temperatures in the winter with lots of snow. So our seasons were really short. And when we could race, 
Um, so we did a lot of traveling. Um, I ran in, you know, the now Arkham Menards West series for a little while, which took us to Northern and Southern California. We went up to Washington state one time, uh, down to Nevada, which was Las Vegas area, but very commonly on race weekends, unless we were racing at one of the two racetracks that we have in Idaho, uh, we're driving 12 plus hours to the racetrack on weekends. So that was yeah. just part of our routine. And honestly, looking back on it, I remember I used to gripe about it. But looking back on it, we had so much fun in those road trips. I spent a lot of good quality time with my family. My crew guys were like my family. They were all my dad's buddies and volunteers and stuff. Um, so now whenever I'm on the East Coast and people are like, oh, my gosh, we have to drive three hours to Martinsville. Yeah, I'm like, like shut do up. not <laughs> start with me. I'm like, that is nothing. And There's so, so much that can go down on those trips. Too. I mean, that's a lot of time. So, I mean, you're just getting oh. wild in the vehicle. Just well, like. see, I was, I was young and I'm always the shortest. So I got the short end of the stick in getting the middle back bench seat. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so I couldn't yeah, sleep on the rough. window. I couldn't sleep with my head back or anything like that. So I got the short end of the stick. And then I think the one, one of the good things that did come out of it is one of my favorite types of music is 80s hairband music simply oh because that was my dad's like group so you know you're great white your motley crew your you know acdc ario speedwagon like all of those rocker all the way a, through yeah that is largely a large part of my like music category because i got stuck listening to a lot of that for a lot of road trips but it, and it did it did create a lot of good <laughs> memories and um it was a pain in the butt let me tell you that i mean you're leaving thursday you know, to go test on Friday, race on Saturday, come home on Sunday, every weekend. But that's, that's what you had to do to, to, you know, compete in a tour. Right. Yeah. When you do what you love, I mean, at all kinds of the time just kind of pass passes by pretty quickly. And if I, had a dollar two, if I had a yeah. dollar two for every time I've heard from someone, you're the first person I've met from Idaho. Like I kid you not. I just, I almost want to put it on a business card because Apparently not a lot of us make it out of Idaho. Right. <laughs> I hear that all the time. And then it's usually followed up with, Oh, you're from Idaho. There's a lot of corn there, isn't there? And I'm like, no, it's potatoes. <laughs> produce state, but sure. Are they like, you yeah, right. to Minnesota? I'm like, Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. People yep, forget. To- <laughs> Just yep, put a potato on your business cards. And all you need, need to do is one large potato. Yeah. I'm just like, sure. I'm a little, little potato girl, I guess. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> no now you, you're proving that you're bigger than that for sure i mean i know with you uh getting on with mrn and you went to boise state that was a, a big deal for you too um i mean you just got a lot going on right now as far as uh is what's happening with mrn and um and all the things you have there too it's not just you being a, a motorsports reporter you do a podcast as well right yeah, so um, I have two podcasts that kind of go on. Uh, each each week we have NASCAR Coast to Coast, which is our um, NASCAR-driven but regional local touring uh, podcast through MR. And we also do international, so we'll cover Canada, Mexico, and the Euro Series. What? Let me tell you, there's a lot. Yeah, I, I still cannot pro- pronounce half of the European and Canadian drivers' names. It's terrible. I'm like, you know what? I okay. just People just expect me to butcher them at this point. It's, it's quite comical. Um, so I have that one each week with MRN. And then I also have a podcast that I kind of launched called sealed off, which is kind of on the wayside right now. Um, cause they're not really allowing people in the studio to record stuff. And I have a lot of my like editing stuff at the studio. I have nothing here at the house to edit. I have none of my, you know, audition, anything. So it's kind of on the wayside right now. 
but that's right. strictly kind of on late model racing because that's where my, that's where my heart is. I can go talk late model racing all day long and right. it's kind of my like vent session. Like I probably say some stuff on that podcast that wouldn't fly on a NASCAR licensed podcast. You know what I mean? Oh, where perfect. I'm like, mm, I'd probably get right. a slap that's, on the wrist. That's right. what we want. That's, that's, that's what we got going on here. It. Right. That's exactly why I started it is like, I, I'd walked into an audition one time and an interview and I'd given the guy my film reel and he'd seen the film reel before he auditioned me. And then I came in an audition and he's like, wait a second, your like personality is so much bigger than what I see here. And I go, yeah, but that's because look what I'm required to do for the job. Nine times out of 10, it's straight. It's to the fact it's factual. Like you're serious. You're collect. I said, that's not me. 98% of the time. Like <laughs> Right. 98% of the time I'm doing dumb shit. Am I allowed to say that on here? Yes. You're always allowed to okay. say shit. You can go as far as you want. I don't really <laughs> if care. You ever wanna, if you ever want to use this as your place to vent, we'll be your safe space. So yeah. Yes. We'll, we'll yeah. open up a small segment. We'll, we'll call it the sealed off segment for Hannah. So we'll start doing that. You come on. And you're drinking Zevia. Holy shit. That's such a great soda. I it drink that stuff soda. all the time. I love soda and I try not to drink soda, which is why I drink Zevia. <laughs> I know. So that was, a, are, are they sponsoring you? Sneaky spot. Drip Drop's going to be on your ass for that one. So I we'll have to, I we'll have to get them. I have to get them. Send me some drip That's shot. just a joke, Hannah. You can, you can, let, <laughs> yeah, she's sipping on the Zevia. There you hey, go. Now that she's opened this door, I have a question. Oh. Um, <laughs> so I, go ahead and chuck it. Go and shotgun it. Just you got a you got a yeah. beer funnel back there. Ah, see, there's not enough in there. Ooh, don't oh, shotgun yeah. soda. That comes right out your nose. Really, I've never seen that. Me All neither, right, but I would assume so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm from Mississippi, and I'm currently living in Nashville. But I'm a big uh, both me and Chase are Ricky Stenhouse Jr. fans. Um, and I've noticed recently that he's been doing really well. He's had some nice finishes. So one thing I wanted to ask you is it coincidence that Aaron Rodgers and um, Danica Patrick just broke up and do you think that Aaron Rodgers or Ricky Stenhouse has better DM game? That's my question. So I'm going to, I'm going to do a preface story really quick into this, that I think is funny. <laughs> Let's go. Um, uh, Danica, you know, is doing the uh, go watch the F1 race with her on her yacht. Do you know what I'm talking about that? Oh, running thing. a contest. Yeah. Yeah. That promotion that she's doing. Cause it's sponsored by, you know, Danica Vineyards or whatever her vineyard is. Haven't seen it. It was here for it. It was a promotional thing. Yeah. So you could go and like sign up to win the trip to go watch the F1 race with her on the yacht and all this stuff. And like, you know, you get samples of her wine. Well, I was reading the comments. This was like a month or so ago. And people were like, oh my gosh, is Aaron going to be there? Like, I'm going to sign up, go Packers, da, 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 like all this stuff. And they were all signing up. And then when they broke up, I went back and read the comments again. And people were like, is there any way that I can withdraw my contest entry oh my since Aaron's not going to be there? And I was just laughing super hard because it was a bunch of Packers fans that were trying to go hang out with Danica because of Aaron. Anywho. That's amazing. See, we would want to go. Oh, yeah, we got to get back into this. No, yeah, you're good. Coincidence or not, it's my first question. And then who has better DM games? My second question. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's coincidence. I think JTG really does have like the potential to have good cars. Like I think that they're really getting that program under their feet. Um, I think Ricky was just kind of in a relaxed spot over at Roush and he was just doing his thing. And all of a sudden he's like, oh, what do you mean I don't have a ride? And I'll, I think this kind of like was a shock to his system where he's like, oh, 
I could easily not have a ride. So I probably should get my ass in gear, but step it up. Yeah. But I think that's it. And I will definitely say, I think Ricky has better like DM game (laughs) only because I know way too many people in the industry and I've seen it. See, I love Ricky because I got to meet him. Um, you know, I always knew about Ricky and like, you know, he was always just been kind of one of those guys who were in the back of my mind. After I did the, uh, after he won the Daytona 500 uh, poll this year, I did a nacho fry uh, promo video where I got a free nacho fry for him getting the poll for the 500 and the Taco Bell actually let it, let it work. Like I told him it was a real promotion. And so when I got to the 500, like I made a video of it. It's on Twitter. When I got to the 500, I'm walking on a pit road and Ricky's like, nacho fries. I'm like, what's up? And so like after that, like I was just like, all right, the relationship has begun all over nacho fries. So now it's just like, all right, so we just support Ricky. And um, we've had all kinds of fun with Ricky and his name on the show. And he's a blast too. Like as a person, like just in the last year or so, we've gotten to know him a lot closer. Dylan knows him just through dirt racing and like he races with Klaus and Marshall and all them quite a bit in, in midgets. But, um, the weekend that a couple weekends before, uh, we got like the shutdown, we were getting ready to go to a racetrack and we were driving on Friday morning and Ricky had texted a group of us and was like, Hey, if you guys want to come over, like, we're all just going to kind of have like a bond, like hang out by the fire or whatever. We got some friends that are coming over that like play music and I was like, okay, we are going to be home by midnight. Like we have a 5.30 cars leaving the office in Concord. We are home by midnight. I'm already packed. Yeah, we rolled into our house at like 3.40. And it was a matter of like, I showered, threw a polo on, had no makeup on, nothing. Went to the, uh, went to the office only to drive all the way to Atlanta oh, for the wow. race to get canceled. to turn around and drive home and i was the prices you pay for fun i was definitely yeah and ricky was like haha we didn't even leave town yet like we were sitting here on the runway our plane didn't even take off oh man last time i go to your happy she's confirming some of our theories chase like she's basically reinforcing everything we've ever thought about him um, with that he's a freaking blast yeah yeah he just he's a man of the people he's a wild Mm -hmm. boy we we like to use the term boy he's a dirt racer yeah all the way good time and drink some and the haircut his haircut game is probably the strongest out of any racer on the track it's getting gangly yeah (laughs) like you you seen him recently you could you could probably i mean at the racetrack you could probably braid it yeah it's probably the coronavirus it's just you know he's having we need ricky dreads ricky dreads yeah you get a cute little like french braid around the backside of his mullet into a little tiny ponytail Let's all of us do that once COVID leaves town and we can get back to a track. Let's just all get together and just go make that happen and let him race like that. I'll bring some of those little uh, clips that like the third grade girls used to wear. The little butterfly ones? Yeah, all the way. Yeah, they can yeah. be the sun changing ones. You know what I'm talking about the change color when it gets hot outside? Yeah, and mood rings and mood rings, <laughs> yes. like four of them on each hand. All right, that's what we're going to do. That's, that's, that's the sign of, 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 a, of a racer right there. I love it. 2020 racer. I'm so pumped that you didn't say Aaron Rodgers better DM game. So yeah, this well, I mean, look, look, she works. She works in NASCAR. So I mean, like, I don't. But I don't think it's because she works uh, in NASCAR. I think there it's was more to her cool. answer. There was more to her answer than than her just being in NASCAR. I could tell. Right. Absolutely. So. Yeah, yeah, and and I don't. I don't really know much outside of motorsports. If I'm being totally honest with you, so just like what <laughs> I know, I've learned more about Aaron Rodgers since he's been dating Danica than I've ever known about Aaron Rodgers. And just from what I've learned, I don't, 
I don't think that he would have a very good DM game. I think like, he's you know a tool. I met though. <laughs> like absolute. I've heard a lot of yeah. things. Like he doesn't like he doesn't like talk to his family. Like he rejected their Christmas gifts via mail one year. Hey, I will so. stand up for him though. He can play some football. That's yeah. True. When, when, he's, when he has to go to the locker room and his knee's not hurting much. Yeah. We'll, we'll go that far with Hannah, it. Hannah, do you ever play fantasy football or gamble or anything? Yeah. Uh, so I played fantasy football one time and I sucked. And then I quit. And then I turned 21. And then I went to Vegas and sucked. And I quit that too. Um, so I'm a quitter. Let's just put it that way. Um, yeah the only like form of fantasy that i do is my roommates in a fantasy racing league and i help her out because i have cheat sheets that get sent to me for our broadcast information each and every week so i'm like hey yo just so you know statistically kevin harvick's like (laughs) the one to win this week so i would probably pick him in your in your draft this week she's like okay cool great um but yeah no i don't do any of that myself because my luck i would still somehow screw it up no, that statistic that you just threw out, though, has been very efficient so far this season. Um, yeah, so it sounds like you need some help from the garage guys to step yeah, up oh your yeah. fantasy game. Absolutely. Okay, so we're going to make this happen. Um, I literally am starting up uh, a NASCAR fans fantasy football league this year because I've noticed that there's not enough NASCAR fans that also simultaneously like football. So I want to change that narrative in the world. And I'm going to do that with this league. Hey, so, you, know you guys need to reach out to about this too to like partner up with. It would be so about this. Who is this? Do you know who Doug Campbell is? Not familiar, but I would love to hear more about this Mr. Campbell. He is the spotter for um, Matt Benedetto over at Wood Brothers. Matty G, he okay. loves some fantasy football. Like I'm talking he's involved in fantasy football to the high school level like loves laying they have that (laughs) what if they have it dougie's on it like he literally will sit at dinner i'm best friends with his girlfriend too and i'm i'm good friends with both of them but i like he will literally be sitting at dinner like this watching watching and i'll also go that's it we're going home check that's our kind of guy right there because his football (laughs) just tanked and i'm like i'm so sorry jacqueline i don't really know what to tell you like I, i don't even know who's playing um this guy sounds like he could be my best friend oh I'm yeah like me too always consuming sports on my phone yeah. or on my computer or something all the time that kid is literally all the time watching something basketball season comes around homeboy's got his march madness bracket ready to go like doug, this is our guy. doug campbell is someone that y'all need to link up with on this because this is right up his alley anyways back to me sucking at uh at fantasy football here and how you're going to help me here mm-hmm. so yeah so now well now you've added this to the story so we're going to reach out to doug and with your help we're going to get doug and you we're going to be a part of this league and we're going to help you and we're, we're going to draft the team is football what is happening it? yeah yeah nfl football is happening NFL. Oh. okay but college is not, not some colleges but sec is happening mainly, mainly. So no, west is not yeah don't think so. I think it's what the yeah, SEC, the ACC, and Big Twelve. Yeah, it's a packed, lot of them have already out. announced they're out. Let's just leave it at that. But I know NFL's on as of right now, and we want you to draft. Yeah. Will you draft? Yeah, yeah, will you draft? All right. Sure. So you can right, do so a joint you're, team you're with um, with Dylan. Oh, good. There we go. Yeah, please. Dylan doesn't know shit about football either, but okay. So well, I guess if you can select a team cool mm-hmm. we'll get we'll get with our people and our people will get with your people and we'll make it happen yep all right deal. so we'll do this and then you'll get with with mr campbell and then we'll have another league for him to throw the phone at and leave restaurants early 
because we'll probably win. <gasps> and then Jacqueline's just going to be mad at all of us because we're all going to be in this league and we're all going to be pissed at everything. I'm just going to make yeah. a point to go against Doug. Okay. There no we matter go. what he chooses, I'll just choose the opposite just to piss him off. <laughs> all right. Robberies. Yeah. Robberies are good. All right. So we're doing this. Hannah, this has been a blast. You, uh, you have an amazing personality. So anybody that just sees you on MRN, they need to get over and, and follow you on other channels than just MRN. So where can all of our listeners follow you at? Um, well, for most of that funny content, probably my Twitter and my Instagram, which are both just Hannah Newhouse. Um, I will apologize because most of the time it is my dog. I wonder if my dog is in here. Yeah, we, we didn't get the guest appearance. Yeah. It's time. She's right behind me. Here we go. I'm ready to see. I'm ready. This will be like three guests in a row that we have the animal on. All right. This is Janet. Hello, Janet. She's clearly super. She's an Australian Shepherd. Australian Shepherd. Actually, uh, my my brother-in-law has an Australian Shepherd, and I think that it's all of them. Like he, because because his is a wild wild boy. He's all around the field. Like all around the field, all day long. She's she's literally a nutcase, but she's she's a really good dog. She travels with us actually to the races a lot, and uh, she flies with me. And so she's actually what? she's actually a really good dog. Um, but she also is still a puppy. She just turned one, so she's. If you like follow Dang. her on Instagram, I'm pretty sure I just posted a video of her doing straight parkour off of all of our furniture. <laughs> Oh, that's incredible. And at that point, you just sit there and laugh at her. But yeah, Instagram, mainly dog stuff, if not dog stuff. Me making fun of Dylan and or myself and race car stuff. And then Twitter, I'm usually making people mad. So I would say that's probably right. the best bet. Hey, do cat people weird you out? Do cat people weird me out? No, see, I like all animals. Okay. I'm like okay. just an animal person, but more obs- like dog obsessive. But I like all animals. Are Big you animal dude? girl, Hannah. Are you a cat guy? No, I don't. I'm not a big cat person. I think it's kind of weird. I like cats. I mean, I they're like okay. Cats. I just, I prefer a dog. Like, I, pre- I prefer a dog so much so that I think cat people are weird. Yeah, I think cat people that think their cats are cooler than dogs are weird because cats, like, they can have funny personalities, but cats are assholes. Yeah, yeah. like Carol from Tiger King. Yeah, yeah. Like that's, <laughs> that is like queen cat person. <laughs> yeah animal print to the white house like, about that like something's mentally mentally going on there like it's not right <laughs> can we go can we go back to joe exotic days during quarantine because those were like the good days they were it, it feels like it's been like three was, years i really know that's when we all thought this was only gonna last like a couple weeks we we're like oh yeah man we're gonna be back at the bars and the gyms in like three or four weeks and here we are almost the end of august and it's like well, Hope is being lost. I'm still drinking beer and it's going straight to my stomach right. and I can't go to the gym and work it out. So, <laughs> There's two types of people, people that are like getting in incredible shape right now and the people that are getting fat. And that's, that's, I've gained, I think five to 10 pounds since the whole quarantine. Oh yeah. There's like one or the other, either you're totally willing. Are you, are you guys here in North Carolina? I'm in, no, I'm in Nashville. He's Nashville. I'm actually in the new Orleans area. So. Okay. So both of where you guys are is hot as hell. At yes. the end of the day, yeah. There's those people that are like, oh, I don't work today, so I'm going to go on a 2 p.m. midday run. And I'm like, absolutely not. Mm-mm. Like, I will Mm-mm. literally go buy new pants to make the pounds fit, but I am not going on a run at 3 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my go-to move is, like, go grab the work computer, go sit outside by the pool and, like, start the conference call on my computer, then just go jump in the pool with a beer in my hand. Like that's Okay, my- yeah. See, I love the mm-hmm. fact that – 
everything can happen via conference call now. And nine times out of 10, I don't have to be on video. I'm like, you have no idea what I'm doing. Like I'm probably still laying in bed. Yeah. Which is a good, good chance. Or I'm on the lake. That was a big one. I was on the lake for a lot of conference calls this summer. That's pretty epic. That's my move. I I refuse to turn on video unless I absolutely feel like I have to. Yeah. And then they're like, Hannah, are you going to get on video? And I'm like, Sure. Sorry, tied up. And I'm like, I'm like, my hair's up, and I'm like in my swimsuit on the boat, and they're like, oh, well, you're clearly not at home at work. I'm like, no, I'm right? not. I'm here though. I'm present because this yes, is the world. I am, I am present. You have my attention at the current moment. Right. You just have the AirPod in. You're like out in the yeah. lake, like yeah, like going to floaty. Like, sorry guys, gotta get closer to the to the signal. Yep. Yeah. Gotta love it. But Sorry, yeah, it's just epic. on a tangent there. We did, but that's what we do here. That, that's that's what it. it's all about. So yeah, I, I will it. say one more thing before we go. You had a tweet that came out. Uh, I think you tweeted earlier today or yesterday. Um, it was uh, Ryan, uh, I want to say Ryan Truex started a new about podcast. About putting Cole in a uh, booster. He said seat. Cole needed a booster <laughs> seat, and I about died because I never like noticed that. And when I look at it, you just see Cole just like over here just like that smile and ryan's just like you can see like half the torso you know so it's pretty hilarious yeah. ryan <laughs> looks like a normal dude in a hot tub he's like leaned up against the side and i think they might have a drink in their hand or whatever and then cole is like Whoa. Cole is like <laughs> he's like up like this in the water and i'm like dude get that kid a bo- like who took that photo who took that photo I feel so bad sometimes because i feel like people don't understand that i have like really good friendships with a lot of the guys Right. I used to race with Cole. Cole's from California and I'm from Idaho. So we raced late models together. We raced K&N together. Like, I've known him since he used to tuck his ears in his hat. Like he used to run oh, around wow. with a hat on and tuck his ears in it and was like mortified of girls. And now like he's obviously, but again, that was like 12, 13 years old. Yeah. And now like Cole is Cole. So sometimes I tweet things and I'm like, Ooh, people are probably yeah. reading that tweet. I'm like, wow, <laughs> Hannah like is getting after people. And I'm like, I love well, it that's though. I would probably say, say their face too, whether that's good or not. Probably hey, don't not. ever stop being you. Keep. keep yeah, don't do that. Fun. We literally had the conversation earlier about how, like, in this in today's world, like in our generation now, like Twitter used to be a place where like it was away from reality, but like Twitter has become reality almost. Oh my god, now. I hate Twitter now. I love Twitter because like I'm usually posting dumb shit, like getting cola booster seat. Yeah. But there are days where if my job wasn't entirely reliant on that social media platform, because it really is. Yeah. that I would just delete it because everyone feels like they have an opinion that needs to be heard. And I'm like, no, oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't. Absolutely. Yes. I don't care 100%. what you think and neither do your 62 followers. Daryl. Yeah. If we, if I, I knew like right now, like if I decided like, I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to do this podcast anymore. We're shutting garage guys down. I'm going to work at a plant. I would probably be ghost. Yeah. 100%. 100%. I always want like, and I never would. Um, but I always joke about having a burner account. So that's a common joke in our, like in our yeah. house is I'll say something out loud. And then I'm like, put that on the burner account. Because <laughs> right? it's probably just me like <laughs> clapping back at someone that I can't actually hit the send button on. And oh, so that's man. a common phrase in our house is put that on the burner account. Cause it's like, we're going to start using super that super funny tweet, but you can't tweet it from any of our actual platforms. <laughs> otherwise we'd all get in trouble. <laughs> I don't, I don't want a burner account either, but I have a feeling we're probably just going to make, we're going to make a garage guys collective burner account that will be unnamed and we'll just like we take quotes. We, we don't, don't really, yeah, we really don't need one. I say what I want. <laughs> I'm just kind of out here. What's the Dave Chappelle quote? 
what's the Dave Chappelle quote, Chase? You told me earlier. That's what we look The Dave up. Chappelle. Oh, yeah, on his uh, – are you a Chappelle fan, by the way? Yeah, we just watched his new Netflix one. Night. Did you watch the Mark Twain Award? Uh, Probably. Okay, so I think, I Mark, think Dylan had it on, and I kind of watched. <laughs> it was it's one of my favorites, and I'm I started watching Chappelle like when I figured out the parental block on my television when I was a child, like that oh, my mom okay. and dad put. Yeah, yeah. So very very young age, mine went to went to uh, fucking trash. So I uh, I literally watched the special, and the last thing he said was, "The day that you can't bring comedy into." it's like something along the lines of the day you can't bring comedy into social situations is the day that we've lost all hope. And it's so true. hundred percent. I, um, again, we're going to get on a tangent here, but let's go. I thought my job <laughs> was lost the day that I called Riley Herbst, a douchebag on the front stretch at Bristol Motor Speedway. It is. I was like, sorry, again, I've grown up with Riley. So it's like, it was one of those things. First off, that was not supposed to go on the air. That was not supposed to happen at all in the first place. Like, I didn't say that on air intentionally. But, like, we should have been though. able to look at that and, like, laugh at that. But there were some people that were like, oh, off with her head. Like, she's done in the industry. And I thought I was for a little while. But, like, I, I get in trouble frequently for the stuff that I tweet because I'm being probably sarcastic and snarky and funny. And in today's day and age, like, that's inappropriate. I'm like, I would literally say that to anyone. Like, yeah. I will say yeah. this to your guys' face. And I'll get so a cringy day, remark from you, but here so we are. the day that we see you stop doing that type of stuff, we're going to know that there's too much money at stake. Like, Yeah, please do. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I mean. We're going to call someone for help if we notice it. Or we're going to realize you've been abducted and cloned. Yeah, that's like yeah. those tweets that are like, tweet something <laughs> tweet something that, that people will know that you've been abducted or something like that. And I'm sure I could come up with something super corporate that I would tweet and they'd be like, hmm. Something's wrong with Hannah because I always So what's your tweet gonna... safe word? Yeah, what's going to be the, the, the safe word safe to let us know? If you, say, if you say it, then we'll know we need to get you out. Mm-hmm. What's your safe word? Make it sound very corporate. Um, Putting you on the spot here. I feel like we're in the episode of The Office right now. Man, I'm trying to think of like a good way to like Michael Scott. A tweet. If yeah. you ever use horsepower three times in a tweet. If I ever did what? Use the use the word horsepower, like horsepower. Oh, yeah, that's like those people that gripe all the time. It's like, oh, high high downforce, low horsepower packages. I'm like, yeah, you guys, you guys are not gonna be happy no matter what. How about um, Riley Herbst is the greatest driver of all time? There it is. That's the one, <laughs> Riley Herbst. If we ever see that tweet on her account, we'll know it's time for Garage Guys to the rescue and Garage Fam and the rest of the NASCAR world to the rescue. Like that was almost two years ago, and I'm not even kidding you. If anything happens in any race that that kid is in, my Twitter blows up. Like I, I was in my room one day, curling my hair, getting ready to leave the house, and the Xfinity race was on, and I had my phone in the room, and it goes Bing Bing. Bing, 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 bing. And I yelled at Dylan. I said, did Riley Herbst wreck? And he goes, yeah. And I go, <laughs> like, it's just, it's just connected now. Like him and I are forever connected mm. in the rest of our lives. I've just, we've just both, I think, come to terms with it. It's a beautiful rivalry. We love yes. it. Hannah, thanks so much for being on. We appreciate it. Thank you. We look forward awesome. to talking to you again soon. Cool. Hey, thanks guys. I'll be in touch when you guys get that fantasy football thing figured out for me absolutely i will i will i will dm you i will dm you as soon as we get it all going and thanks for the heads up we're gonna make this happen roto ballers garage fam welcome to the roto baller nascar dfs preview show presented by roto baller 
Get to rotoballer.com right now. Use promo code GARAGE for the fantasy sports premium content. Note that I did not say the NASCAR premium content because that code is used for all fantasy premium content. And not only are we the NASCAR boys at Rotoballer anymore. That's right. NFL season's right around the corner. Drew and I, Chef Boy and I, are going to be cooking up a little uh, NFL stuff over at the at the RB as well. And don't forget, Chef Boy be whipping up NBA rankings too. So, you're here for NASCAR, but if you play other sports and you want to win money in other sports, we got you covered. Promo code GARAGE at rotoballer.com. Use it for everything. If you can buy a pair of shoes off of Rotoballer for some ungodly reason, Use promo code GARAGE. You'll get 10% off on them. Maybe we'll get the new Yeezys. Who knows? Get Chef in there. Boy. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the, the, the viewers right now, they don't – Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I feel obligated every time, but I'll always okay. do it for you. I'll always come, come through. Um, the viewers don't know this. We've had a very busy evening. Um, we putting together a lot, of, a lot of work, a lot of time in. And um, we're going to have all of this, uh, all this right now. You're listening to this on Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast as well. So, uh, so we're, we're, we're crossing all the uh, T's and dotting all the I's. So now that you know all that, let's get right down to business. Why you're here, NASCAR. Yeah, it's Dover. It's, uh, it's, a, it's another doubleheader weekend. Yeah, doubleheaders. Double Double headers. That's we got two the, races. Uh, that's been our best weekends, the double headers. It has. You bagged you bagged the last one on, on the uh the second doubleheader at Michigan. We had the week, we had the road course this past week, had some people do uh pretty well, I would say. Yeah, shout, shout out, out to uh, Adam Teal and who else? And Greg Emery, yeah. Our boy Greg Emery. Big bagger, Greg Emery. This is amazing. Good stuff. Good stuff. We love it. That's why we're here, guys. Doubleheader, bad, bad for the sleep, good for the winnings. That's right. And it's bad for our sleep because we make it easy for you guys because we're doing what we love. And then we love to see you tweet about it and tag us after the race to know that all of this long work weekend was not for nothing. So that's why we love you guys. Shout out Roboller fam. Shout out Garage fam. We love you. Um, but yeah, Dover doubleheader, uh, the Dryden 311 part one is what we'll call it because it's literally Dryden 311 one. And then Sunday's race is the Dryden 311 two. So NASCAR got very creative, uh, with this one this week. Achoo, bless you. Dab on them. Dab on them again. Dryden. Did I get my mute on in time? That was so crafty. You did. There we go. We had to get the real sneeze in there. Um, all right, but yeah, they got really crafty with this one. Dry Dean, dry that nose, Dean. Um, <laughs> they're even incorporating my name into this one. That's yeah, they sign. know, they know the doubleheader weekend, Dean on the scene, Chef Boy R. Dean. That's right. So, yeah, we're ready to do it again, but um, Let's do it. you know, we got so we got some variables and stuff to look at. So, we've uh, we've taken a look at some of this history lately. The big thing is Chase Elliott's on the pole, he's typically pretty good at Dover. Um, and he didn't have the best race last October here. Uh, I think he had like engine failure, like immediately, but any other time he's going to be a good play. Um, the thing to note 
I will say though is, is that now with this new qualifying formula, um, it changes up a lot of things. It makes things a little bit tougher on, uh, on DraftKings. So it's, it's a new way that we have to figure out things and, and really assess who's going to be good and who's not going to be good. Um, same thing we do every week, but it's just with the little changes and things, we, we want to make sure that we're on point for you guys. So we took a little bit yeah. of extra time. Chase, to add to that point real quick, a lot of times uh, it, it heavily weights, right, the most recent performance, and that's why we see cars like Blaney and Bush in the towards the back today. Or yeah. for, not today, but for the race. Um, right. Um, and, and this worked out really well for Kevin Harvick, too, because with him, you know, I was really mad about what happened last week, last week with, uh, with, with Sea Bellboy, with the, with the Bellboy, the Hotel Bellhop. Um, and – but, you know, what I realized was like, holy crap, well, this is going to get him away from the pole and didn't really do much for the salary. But, you know, maybe a little bit of place differential there. So, so I, did, I did like to see that. I was a little upset with you. Yeah. You didn't back off some Harvick, and I was trying to get you to back off some Harvick if you had checked out the rankings. But you didn't, you didn't follow the rules. You did it. I did not follow the rules, man. And that's probably partially because I set my lineups like two days before you released them. <laughs> so, yeah. And I just, you don't tinker, do you? I, I, dude, I'm really superstitious. Like, if I, if I make something and I, but I'm not that way with NFL. It's weird. I don't even um, build my lineups until Sunday. I know. That's crazy. And see, it's like, I think it's because not only did we have, uh, not only was it like, you know, obviously it was the first road course race, whatever. That's great. Um, I had a super busy weekend. So I was like, I want to get ahead of the curve and I don't want to have to worry about it when I wake up on Sunday because I'm, you know, got a lot of work to do and other things. So yeah, that was, uh, that's on me. I did read your rankings and I saw them and I immediately was just like, man, it's really high on chase. I looked at all of our stuff, our premium tools at Roto Baller and I saw that he was up there and high. So by the time that I actually got to sit down and be like, okay, I could get on my phone. The race started. So, <laughs> yeah. And, um, and I didn't do it. It wasn't a heavy bet week for me either. Just because there was so much unknowns. But, um, you know, I, uh, I, before we do get into our, our five guys, I will just say this much. Uh, if you listen to the GGFS podcast, you heard me commend Chase Elliott for what he did. What he did was unprecedented. It was amazing. Loved every minute of that domination. Anybody says that was boring is, is not a true race fan because when you can see a driver put on a show like that, man, and get that far ahead of everybody, like just sends chills down my spine. Chase deserved every bit of that win and um, had a hell of a car. I will disagree a little bit because I thought Truex, again, shot himself in the foot or his, his team shot him in the foot. I mean, I thought he had the best car, and it, but, I mean – I guess by the time the third stage rolled around, Elliott had the best car. But, I mean, how many times did, did Truex shoot himself in the foot? Was it twice or was it three times? I want to say the the really pivotal moment for Truex was that pit where he got the penalty. And then yeah. they didn't bring him in immediately. to. He may, he may have, but he didn't come in immediately to serve that. And I think that that's yeah. what really got him. He didn't get any points, any but stage points or anything. Not to take away from Elliott's brilliance. I'm just saying Truex – I remember watching him just blow like blow past cars and take the lead several times early in the race, and he just kept yeah kept shooting himself in the foot. So, but he got that top five that though. Got yeah, that top did. five he, though. He was all the way back in twentieth and got up to third. Uh, so he, I just think his car was extremely fast. I would have loved to have seen. I thought the race was successful, and I think they should go back to the road course. 
at Daytona, but I would have loved to have seen more Elliott versus Truex. Yeah, it would have been nice. Personally, so. And look, we got, I have a feeling this, that the road course is going to be back. We're going to get to see plenty of it. And uh, it's without a doubt, that's exactly what we're going to be seeing probably as, as this continues, this road course experience isn't going anywhere for Elliot. But to your point, to the original point, to why everybody's here for the DFS knowledge, you were spot on with Elliot, man. And I got to give you a uh, virtual high five for that one. And that's a, my bad on me for not, uh, not tinkering when I should have been like, you know what, let's, 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 let's trust the chef. Oh yeah. This weekend. Absolutely. Yeah. I will definitely be looking at your rankings. I have time because this is all I have time for this weekend. <laughs> so yeah, I'll be, I'll be doing this all weekend. So yeah. So without further ado, first driver we are going with for the dry Dean three eleven part one. It's gotta be Denny Hamlin starting in second, he's 10,200 on DraftKings, 13,000 on FanDuel. And I know we just had that really great talk about Chase Elliott, but that was Chase Elliott at Road Course. This is an oval. And if there's anything that we've seen this season, Harvick and Hamlin have been the dominators of ovals, and that's just the way that the story has gone. If you need any more uh, help with why I chose Denny Hamlin. The main thing that I'm looking at here is we want somebody that's up front that's going to be able to dominate this race. In October of 2019, Denny Hamlin led 218 laps, starting on the pole and finished fifth. That's what I'm looking at. And that's what I'm going off of. And out of Chase and Denny, Hamlin's been more consistent. Ta-da! Yeah, you can't argue Chase, uh, excuse me, Denny or Harvard this year with what we've seen from those those two guys. Um, I will say, as a general strategy uh, note, that you need to get exposure to all these dominators. Um, I think it's a I think it's a tough race because there's so many good place differential plays uh, that you can spend up for with Kyle Busch and Blaney, and then you have who's going to lead the early portion of the race with Elliott, Truex, and uh, Hamlin um, right now. Uh, we're going with Hamlin, it sounds like. And, I mean, what what have we seen this year that until until otherwise proven, Harvick and Hamlin are the two cars that are the, you know, they're the, the odds-on favorites most weeks. Um, I think the odds market has Harvick as the favorite for this race and it has Hamlin as the, as the second favorite. So, um, and Hamlin is not the most expensive driver either, right? So, Blaney's the most expensive on DraftKings. Right. Um, I like Hamlin to, to get out front early. So I'll see if anything changes from my rankings, but I plan to have plenty of chase and plenty of Hamlin um, in my lineups. That is something to note. And just to put it out there, Elliot, when he started on the pole, I think he led 145 laps. That's, and that was back in 2019 in May. Um, so, I mean, that's not to say that chase is a bad play. I just think that with the way this season's gone, looking at laps led, when starting at the pole or close to the pole position, then he's got Chase beat in that area. And that's why I'm, I'm where I am with Hamlin. Our advice um, is to not fade either one, though. <laughs> correct. Correct. Very correct. Next driver, make no mistake, coming in hot, starting in 10th, Kevin Harvick, 11,400, uh, 14,000 on FanDuel. Do we even need to talk about Kevin Harvick anymore? I think we do. I think we need to this week. I wanted to say something about this, Chase. Yes. Most weeks we come on here and we say it and we know he's going to be high-owned and we know Harvick's history at that track. 
I actually think Harvick will go less owned this week than a normal week because you have – I mean, we just talked about it, right? You want, you want, you want shares of, of Elliott. You want shares of Hamlin. Um, Blaney and Kyle Busch are starting in the 20s because of where they finished last race. So, they're going to get ownership percent. Uh, they're gonna, a lot of attention. Yeah, they're going to get attention. So, maybe we see Harvick a little less – less owned than usual. Um, but yeah, you're right. In terms of the actual driving and talking about that, I don't think we need to really speak to it. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, and look, I will, I will go into this much. I mean, he's got a win here in the past two years. He won here in 2018. Um, and it's after 2018, I mean, he finished fourth in 2019 with the package they have now. Again, just like Hamlin, Harvick's been dominating. You're going to get some place differential. I don't see him finishing outside of the top five. Uh, so, I mean, you'll get that as well. And then, I mean, when he has led laps, dude, I mean, his starts where he started second, I mean, he did two, 200, 251 laps led yep. in a race. So, who's to say that with this year? I mean, we've – yeah. We've yeah. seen this dude Jackson storm the whip, except he couldn't do that at the at last week. And that's very understandable. That car was just not where it should have been, um, and then it just took some took some beatings. But yeah, at any given week on an oval in twenty twenty, give me Harvick all day. Also, to note, just before we move on to the next guy, um, he's he's viable on both sites, but he is the most expensive driver on Fanduel. So maybe you want to gear more of your ownership there. On a, he's a, he's a stronger play on DraftKings, but he's he's good for both. Absolutely, we'll take I'll take your advice with that one as well as well as rankings that are going to be dropping. <laughs> promo code GARAGE. Be on the lookout. You're going to have to have that promo code and a premium subscription to get Drew's rankings. So don't forget that. This race is cool. And to uh, Mark or Mike or whatever, we're going to keep talking about it, man. So appreciate you being here. <laughs> um, next guy, this is off of just where he's starting. He's coming back. Defeated. Defeated COVID. Kicked its ass. Austin Dillon, starting in 32nd. Oh, no. Not a time. Mm -mm. (laughs) One time. (laughs) Austin Dillon, starting in 32nd. 8,900 on DraftKings, 7,000 on FanDuel. Um, He's back, man. And where he's starting, RCR equipment, I I can't knock it. Now, if I'm looking at Austin Dillon, um, you know, as far as his record at Dover – He's not the worst play on the board, but where he's starting at, there's a reason that he's priced up a little bit this week. Um, I think the last race that we have information on in 2019, he started in 27th and finished 18th. Uh, Got some positive placement there. Um, You know, no laps led or anything, but when you got a guy starting this far back and that kind of equipment, you're just looking for the place differential. I think Austin can give it here for you. And um, with these other two guys that we're going to mention before we recap here and the two guys that we've mentioned before, he is a great slap dab in the middle guy to have um, for this week. Yeah, to add to that, I will say that DraftKings did do a good job of pricing him up. So Austin Dillon normally is in that like 7,000 range to 7,800 range. Um, so you do have to pay a heavy price tag. But as you're going through the DraftKings lobby, the player pool, you'll notice that a lot of the value uh, guys are not starting in positions that you necessarily would want them to be. So that makes Austin almost more of a play because you want that, that place differential safety. Um, so I'm, I'm going to have plenty of Austin Dillon. He's going to be the chalk boy of the week for sure. Um, FanDuel, though, he's underpriced. So 
7,000 on FanDuel, make sure you note that. And I think 8,700 on DraftKings. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. Big, big FanDuel. FanDuel play right there, for sure. Um, next driver. Never talked about on this show, I don't think. I don't think we've ever gotten to him. If we have, um, give me a call, and I'll tell you a secret. And that secret is use promo code garage at rotorballer.com. Um, John Hunter Nemechek. 6,500 on DraftKings, 5,000 on FanDuel, starting in 31st. Had to do a little bit of digging on this one. Obviously, place differential. His teammate is Mike Mack, the most bad-A driver, baddest driver of all time. It's Mike Mack. It's return of the Mack. Shout out to that, to that finish that he had uh, last week. Was that not incredible? Mike Mack. Mike Mack, man. He's, he, he's he came through. Like, he's been our guy all season. Oh yeah, dude, dude. If we don't get him um, on a show before too long, I don't even know what we're doing anymore. Mike Mack, got to get Mike Mack. But I went and dug up a little bit of information. Now, granted, this is Xfinity, but um, you still got you. We got to take what we got. We got to take what the data is giving us. You know, he's had uh, some ups and downs here recently. However, on any given Sunday or Saturday, in this case, driver can turn things around. When looking back at John Hunter's record at Dover, um, he, had, he had three straight top tens between uh, 2018 and 2019. And I want to say that the, uh, the first race he ran here when he was with Chip Ganassi uh, racing, he started 35th and finished 14th. So most of these other races, I mean, in Xfinity, he was starting you know, behind uh, P15, and he was finishing them all inside the top 10. So – Kids got practice um, on this track at Dover. Uh, and, and for all we know, this could be another one of those races where we see him do some Darlington-style stuff. So that's what we're hoping for. But, again, with him starting in 31st at 6,500, it's just kind of a no-brainer. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, I don't think we're ever thrilled to, like, run to our DK lineups and enter John Hunter. But when you look at the slate. In a while. <laughs> yeah. When you look at the slate, I mean, he won me a lot of money the other week that he had. It might have been that week. Um, I crushed with him one week, but the box score is very ugly for him. Um, and that's why he's that's why he's starting 31st with this new way they're doing the, the race order. Uh, it takes recent form into, into, uh, into consideration. So, I, I think John Hunter is a, is a play by default. He's not a play we necessarily feel incredible about. There's a, a case to be made to to get to pivot off of him in some of your lineups and maybe look to a, a Bubba Wallace or, or some somebody like that. But overall, place differential is king uh, on DraftKings. So I fully support the play. I'm going to have way I'm going to have enough John Hunter Nemechek to where I feel sick um, going into the race. Yeah, I love what you did mention though about putting some Bubba in there. I've got a I've got a pretty good hunch about him this week too, and I'll definitely be alternating both of those two guys. The price range is so ugly that you have to make some things that like you got to make some decisions here that you don't feel good about. I mean, whether you take I think Bubba's twenty fourth, right, Chase? Yeah. So I mean, I'm purely, purely looking at Ryan Newman's right beside him, right, in price and order. Mm -hmm. So it's you got those two, then you have Kenseth, who's been atrocious in the Cup car this year. They start on 26, so it's like you got. You I got, can't pull myself to that one. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm going to feel bad about all of them. So 
Yeah, but I mean, you you, you gotta you gotta tinker with them. You gotta you gotta play around with them a little bit, I guess. But it's just that when it comes to these high owned guys, I think that we both can agree that that John Hernie Machek has the best advantage. And then, like I said, right behind him, it's probably gonna be Bubba for me. And that's where I'm gonna leave that that range at before we get down to the uh, into the the DraftKings uh, bottom of the barrel pricing, best value that we could muster up in this area. It's gonna be Mr. Okay. Corey LaJoy. Corey LaJoy yeah. starting uh, starting in 29th. He's five thousand on DraftKings, thirty five hundred on FanDuel. Now there is obviously two reasons why I like Corey this week. The first reason um, has to be one of the cheapest guys, and out of all those guys that are in that price range, I'm gonna back Corey out of all of them every time. If Corey's in that area, I'm putting my putting my putting the name on it. Second reason I am is we just heard this week, Jim Utter put a tweet out, Corey will not be returning to go fast racing in 2021. And it's just like we talked about with Eric Jones. Anytime a driver gets news like this, it's time to put a show on. Time to do something a little bit different. It's time to get a little bit. Now, even Corey's been on uh, the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast, and he's told us there's only so much he can do with his equipment. However, if there was going to be a week that he was going to do something with that equipment – it's going to be right now. So, Corey is definitely somebody I'm going to be looking at, uh, regardless of record, starting 29th, 5,000 on DraftKings, 3,500 on FanDuel. Got to have him to plug in. And with all these guys that we've listed right here, it leaves you with about over 8,000 of salary to work with on DraftKings, which is huge. So, Yeah, I will say it's a good point. It's a good lesson to make now that there's a difference in how these two websites score um, – finishing NASCAR. So you really don't need to go down this low on FanDuel because finishing position matters so much. It's not as heavy on that place differential. It's just about can you get all the drivers in the top ten. You want to get five guys in, in the top ten there. Uh, Absolutely. So I just wanted to note that. But, no, LaJoy, LaJoy, I think if you want to have any shot at getting three of the big boys in a lineup, you have to go down here. So – LaJoy starting 29th. Um, we don't have like a Ty Dillon or a Ryan Priest or a uh, John Hunter um, that are priced where LaJoy is that are starting further back. So you're kind of there by default unless you want to play a, a – uh, who is it? Pool, Brennan Pool. I don't think we want to do that. So um, <laughs> he might not be the worst play, but uh, who's our favorite? Quinn Hook. I haven't Quinn played Hull? him. Yeah, Quinn. Quinn's number one, dude. God, God came to me in my dreams and told me that Quinn Huff was going to win this week. So there's that. Someone will clip that and take that out of context. Yeah, I mean, we should go ahead and throw that on the internet. You know. Yeah, I'm just going to put that out there. I think I think I sent a text message about that not too long ago. <laughs> Joking. Didn't I, I mean, how did that Quinn Huff stuff start? Was that was that me or was that you? You were trolling somebody, and you were like, you were like, you better stop putting down on Quinn Huff's name. And then, like after that, like I was just like Quinn and Drew, best friends for life, and like I photoshopped you two together and just Somebody's tried to plaster stick out it. the little guys, the guys that are underfunded. I'll be that it's, guy. I don't know what it is, and I'm not I'm not here to publicly bash people. Um, but yeah, Quinn's just. Uh, I think the public's already done that enough for him this year after that one race. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, wish the guy the best, but he probably won't be, this is probably the only time that he's ever spoken about on this uh, video. So 
Enjoy it while you can, Quinn Huff fans. We got to get him his attention. I'm yeah. saying oh. I got to check something real quick. Okay. What, what so we if got? I wasn't playing LaJoy, they got LaJoy priced behind BJ McLeod, Garrett Smithley, Reed Sorensen, Joey Gase. How did LaJoy get down there? I'd have to that go dig. Bad. Dude, If I don't know how he got there, but I'm glad he got there. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I will say this. If you're going to play somebody else in that range, it's 5,100 below. Start the guy that's in the very last position, B.J. McLeod, for you. He cannot score negative points for you. But that's just if you want to get crazy. I, I suggest you don't do that. Don't do that, please. And, again, all you guys that watch this that have signed up to premium at Rotoballer, we thank you guys so much. And it's amazing to start seeing uh, some of you guys win. We appreciate the DMs. Appreciate the text, you, uh, the tweets that you guys are putting out there publicly. Um, and let's just let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. We're, we're excited. We're happy. Uh, we're getting close to the playoffs. And this is our last doubleheader that we have for a little while. I think it possibly, and, and don't hold me to this, it may be the last one we have all season. I'm not 100% sure of that. So if it is, if this is, this is, the, this is the last one, okay, it is literally, we have bagged, Drew has bagged every – Doubleheader this season. Don't jinx it. Don't let it slip. Don't Promo code garage. There's no jinxing done here. And we have spells if we need them. And the garage fam know what the spells are. So, if you, yeah, spells on. All right. We're replacing that with future. But yeah, look, promo code garage, Rotoballer premium. Go get it this weekend. So, last doubleheader. Bags will come. We appreciate you guys. Let's have a week. End. All right. It's the garage guys. 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 It's the garage guys.